0: the show my name is Harrison Miller and I'm here with Brendan Jones so we are getting ready to talk the week five of the NFL slate uh had a solid week last week not too bad not too great it's okay uh tilting a little bit of our picks but you know what uh you can't go undefeated every week so uh can't complain too much Brendan how are you doing
1: I'm doing good, Harry. It's good to see you. Um, I watched uh, last week's, and every like five seconds, I uh, touched my nose. So I'm gonna try not to do that this time, and you know, just act natural. And you know, throw some throw some picks in that I'll hit. You know, you know how we do. Right, right,
0: right. Well, uh, we're now officially in October football. Uh, a lot to look forward to, and a lot to dive into. Um, the first game this week is colts at the broncos broncos opened up as uh minus three and a half point favorites um colts man they they look awful uh you know matt ryan has definitely lost uh some arm strength i really i really did think this colts team was going to be really good uh you know obviously frank reich i think he's a solid coach um, but he's kind of letting me down i mean he's got enough weapons to do well um but, you know, they're they're down Jonathan Taylor, uh, which is not good, uh, considering he's the focal point of that offense. Um, and they just they can't seem to do well. And going into the Broncos um, in Denver, I, I just don't see them coming out with a win. Now, the point spread is a little more tricky because uh, they can definitely probably hang, um, considering
1: this Broncos team is very, very ugly. Uh, what do you think about this game? Well, interesting about the Jonathan Taylor stuff. I'm sorry, I said I wasn't going to touch my nose. Um, mm-hmm. You know, look for the Colts, too, and Mile High to uh, sling that tater a little bit and throw the ball a little more. I would like to see that. I think everyone would like to see that. Um, and, you know, they they can. They don't have a lot of weapons besides Michael Pitt. Um, you know, look for Naeem Hines to get in the passing game a little bit and I think it's time to let them, you know, open it up a little bit, which I hope we see. Normally, primetime games aren't even that fun, um, but hopefully, hopefully, this one is a is a pretty good one. Um, yeah. you know, the Broncos on the other end, um, they're at home. They played they played pretty well last week. Um, they finally let Russ cook just a little bit. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm excited. I I think it's gonna be a good game, um, but I would. Um, Looking at this line, it kind of looks like a trap doing three and a half, but minus JT with the Broncos at home. I like the Broncos to cover the spread, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they can do it. You know, the Broncos, you know, still lost last week um, to a bad Raiders team. But, um, you know, the Colts aren't good. So yeah. um, I would see – like to see both teams open up a little more. Um, you know, uh, Javante Williams was down also. So we'll see what they do with Melvin Gordon. But hopefully they both open up the passing games a little more this week yeah and with the
0: Raiders uh you know they were they have been really bad to start the season but I still think they are a good team so that loss can be chalked up as you know obviously no loss is a good loss but I don't think it's a horrible loss for the Denver Broncos especially considering that their offense came a little bit more live Russ had three total TDs um so uh, a lot better than what they have been uh, in the past so uh, things are looking up, albeit they did lose Javante Williams. However, they're lucky enough to have Melvin Gordon uh, step right in. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a ugly game, but I do hope they open it up a little bit more. One thing I will be looking for, the Colts are elevating Philip Lindsay this game to step in for some of the running back depth after losing Jonathan Taylor. Now, if he comes out and they drop a prop at like, 10 yards, 12 yards. I'm probably going to take it. Uh, and I would recommend everybody to look at that uh, as well. Um, you know, everybody thinks Naheem Hines is going to get uh, the majority, the lion's share, and he probably will in terms of passing game. But uh, I do think that the rushing work will be uh, allocated out to somebody else um, in that backfield. So keep your eyes out on rushing props for the. Indianapolis Colts. I do think the Broncos cover, uh, but I would wait until that line gets driven down. Um, but I can't say for sure either which way that I'm going to personally take one. But I will be watching out for it. Uh, some notable uh, stats: Colts are one and five against the spread in the last six games overall, and they're also one and five against the spread in their last six versus AFC opponents. So uh, that's one thing to note. Um, you know. Again, if you're into totals, the under is nine and zero in the Colts' last game, last nine games. Um, however, this is totaled at forty-two, whereas that's a low total. So the average total uh, for NFL all time is forty-six, and forty-two. The standard deviation is about forty. It is about six. So that's a one full standard deviation from that average. So. Um, even though that looks nice, I would consider taking it. That's probably a little too low for me to comfortably take.
1: All right. Oh, one second. Something notable I'd also say about this game is not a lot of people know who Mike Boone is, um, but Boone. I've, I've all been a fan of Mike Boone. He was on the Vikings, I believe, wasn't he, um, for a little bit. When, yeah, whenever, yeah. whenever Dalvin would get hurt, he would he would play really well. He's a really explosive guy, and he had a big drop um last week. Um I think it was on fourth down. Um, but you know, Melvin's not gonna carry the entire workload. As well as in the passing game, Mike Boone is, really excels in that. So I'd look for him to, you know, maybe get like fifteen, twenty touches also. So um I know that's high, but I really do think that. Um so we'll see about that. Another interesting thing is y'all might not know this, but I hate Josh Jacobs. I think he's a terrible running back. Um And he had 28 carries against the Broncos last week for 144 yards and two touchdowns. And that's significant if the Colts had Jonathan Taylor, but they don't. So I, you know, if Taylor was playing in this game, the Colts might be able to run a good bit on them. But, um, you know, the fact that they don't, it increases the chances of the Broncos winning more, in my opinion. Um, So just a little side note, but... Hope it's a fun game. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what ends up happening.
0: I do hope it's a gross matchup on paper. I'm hoping it's a little more fun, and these offenses lighten up a little bit. I'm starting to lean more and more towards the Broncos. Uh, may put a pin in that one and come back to it. All right, the biggest game on the slate, in my personal opinion, Bengals at Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are minus three favorites. So, the Bengals obviously had a really slow start, but they had a a convincing win against the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins did lose Tua in that game, but um Dolphins are still a really good team, I think, with Teddy Bridgewater, all, uh, regardless. So, um, not going to take too much away from them there. The Ravens are coming out of a tough loss against Buffalo last week. Um, you know, a lot of people are questioning that fourth down call, uh, you know, where they could have kicked a field goal and gone up even more. But I'm I'm right. Like I understand that call. I think that if they get that touchdown, that's a you know, if they get that touchdown, everybody's looking at John Harbaugh, like he's a mastermind, like genius coach, and so that's what he's known to do. Um, I think he's still a great coach, and I'm not going to uh, penalize him for uh, making that call. Uh, I fully understand it, um, even though it did come back to burn him a little bit. Um, I think they're going to be more motivated, especially at home in a primetime game. Um, you know, obviously, two very robust quarterbacks. Uh, I will say the Ravens defense still does have a lot of holes in it, especially in the secondary. Um, people are still trying to get healthy. So, this does impose a nice opportunity for the Bengals and their strong receiving core. How do you feel about this
1: game? This could be a really fun game because this is a. Um... Interdivision rival, you know the AFC North, um, mm-hmm. so you see they play each other a lot. And you know the Ravens, the Ravens did not play like they didn't have a great game. But you got to remember they're playing the they're playing the damn Bills, and the Bills have a great defense, a great offense. It's hard to stop them. They only lost by three. I mean, it came down to the wire. So um, mm-hmm. them being at home, I would love to see them bounce back here. I think they will. Um, you know, the Bengals are playing better, a lot better. And like you said about the Ravens' defense um burrow might be able to cook a little bit with all their receivers still there um as well as joe Mixon on the ground but um what's the line for this one ravens minus three favorites i mean i think that's that's pretty fair um I, I expect this one to be a close game um unless either team's defense starts playing terrible but um But, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to watch this game. I think it's going to be a good one to watch, a lot of big plays. Um, We'll see what they can come up with. I mean, personally, with the Ravens being at home, I would take them, like, to win the game. That's what I expect will happen. But the Bengals have been – you have no idea what's about to happen with them, with the way they started, um, the way they beat the Dolphins last week. Um, Because, you know, Teddy B isn't a bad quarterback at all. And the way they run their offense, he doesn't have to make a lot of hard throws. Just Basically, tossed the ball to Tyreek and Waddle. Um, they still kept him in check. So, you know, I think both teams are uh, have a great offense, and we'll we'll see. How yeah, many points this,
0: this one is interesting because it kind of defies my primetime rule.
1: Um, you know,
0: nothing what you expect happens. Like what you expect to happen, normally does not happen when it's a primetime game. So, I'm hesitant to touch this one. You know, I had I had some interesting numbers. Ravens are five and zero against the spread in their last five games following a against the spread loss. So uh, important note there. Um, they are eight and three against the spread in their last 11 games following a straight up loss. So uh, definitely a motivated type team. So um, for anybody that likes and appreciates those numbers, um, I dug those up and thought they were quite polarizing as well. So. Uh, that's one to keep on your radar. And again, I, those primetime games are hard for me to hop on to, um, especially with an interdivision rivalry. Uh, but I, I really do like the Ravens here, albeit their defense has a lot of holes in it. I think they're finally getting fully healthy, and uh, they're they're coming for blood. So um, I may I may lay the official points there at some point in the near future. All right. Next game, Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs are minus seven at home, and this one's interesting. You know, Raiders. Like I said, I think they're a good team. Uh, obviously, they have offensive talent everywhere, um, and you know, they. A lot of people knock their car. I think he's a very reasonable, respectable quarterback. Um, but one one thing that holds true, it feels like, is that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Have it out for the Raiders. I feel like every time they play, you know, the the Chiefs just go bonkers on offense. It's always their like tune-up game if they've been struggling, and so uh, we saw that last year, um, year before that too. So does uh, it doesn't happen again this year? And and so I'm a uh, I'm hesitant to kind of pick a side on this one because. You know, I do think the Raiders can keep up, but when it's at the Chiefs, at Arrowhead Stadium, where the Chiefs always seem to just absolutely pile drive the Raiders year in and year out, uh, I kind of want to take the Chiefs' points. What do you think?
1: I think any reasonable uh, person would think that as well, um, except for the fact that it's on a Monday night. Yeah. You just you never know. When they're playing at night, you literally never know. But, um, I, but no, the Chiefs – The time rule is crazy. It really is crazy. The Chiefs looked excellent against the Bucks. I mean, I know it was only a 10-point game, but, I mean, they were dominant the whole game. I think they scored a touchdown in their first three drives, or maybe it was the first three out of four. Um, uh-huh. And Mahomes just looked ridiculous. Um, and I know he's had a couple down weeks, but um, the Chiefs are definitely playing a lot better. And we saw this last year also where they started really slow. Um, now the chiefs are three and one, but, um, this year, but I think last year they were one and three started slow and then just exploded like they normally do. Um, Mm -hmm. but any logical person, I think, um, would like the seven points for the chiefs here. Um, you know, I just don't like the Raiders. I never think they're really good. I mean, they've got, you know, I I agree with you that Carr is not a terrible quarterback. Um, I don't like Josh Jacobs. we we'll just talk about that. Um, but he's got Devontae to throw the ball, too, and they've got a pretty good offense. I just – I mean, I won't pick anything here because I think logically speaking, you take the Chiefs here, but you just never know on a Monday night. So, um, yeah. you know, so based off that, I mean, I guess that's, that's all I have to say about that one. Um, yeah. But anyone would think that the Chiefs should handle this uh, perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, I think I'm actually going to step out on a limb here, break my own rules. You can come back and uh, dog me out for it next week if it uh, doesn't come to fruition. But I'm going to lay Chiefs minus seven at home prime time uh, in Arrowhead Stadium, where they always seem to absolutely poutron. The Raiders, um, I feel like after last week's game against the Bucks, the Bucks. We're at home. They have one of the best defenses in the league. I, I, You know, you can check the numbers. You can watch the tape. They really do. And, and Pat Mahomes came out and just made them look silly, man. So, um, I think they're slowly starting to get in the full rhythm, and I think we're going to see a even scarier KC offense as time goes on. Um, you know, again, defies my rule. It's an divisional game in prime time, but I think all of everything favors the Chiefs in this scenario. And so um, I'm really, you know, confident in that pick. Um, I think there's the most value considering it's at minus seven. If it was anything higher than that, I'm not touching it. Uh, I probably never touch. I never touched lines that are greater than a touchdown uh, spread in the NFL. Um, you know, we saw that with a lot of people took the Packers in, uh, New England to beat New England by nine and a half. And we also how that turned out. Um, you know, I, you just hardly ever see uh, beatings that are greater than a touchdown uh, in the NFL, um, unless they're the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they seem to do that all the time. But nonetheless, I'm going to lay the points here. I really like it the more that I look into it. Um, next game, my Falcons are playing at the Bucks. Bucks are minus nine here, and so I, I think this was the most polarizing line on on the market. Um, you know, Bucks are again they do have one of the best defenses in the league. I still believe that they're definitely top third um, in the league in terms of defensive metrics. Uh, Falcons defense is not horrible; it's not great, but uh, they have some underrated players. Um, you know, Tom Brady and company obviously uh he has all of his wide receivers back healthy now which uh bodes a great deal for the bucks and that spread but um falcons greedy right now and they're winning you know they won last week it was an ugly win against the browns but you know a lot of power rankings have the browns in the top third in the league so um this is an unexpected falcons team Uh, i do think that their offensive efficiency is just garbage um, and they're gonna have they're gonna force Mariota to throw, which uh, you know the Falcons have only been winning through the legs of Mariota and others. Cordero Patterson, who is hurt by the way, um, CPat is now on the IR and he won't be playing for another four weeks. So um, they're missing one of their best offensive players. And Mariota has yet to prove himself with his arm. Uh, this is just a, a unique line because it's a full minus nine. But hey, uh, you know Tom Brady. I don't know if you've heard the news, but apparently him and Giselle have lawyered up, and they're getting divorced, man. That's 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 what the all these media and news outlets are tweeting out. And so could we see a distracted Brady? Could we see a motivated Brady? I don't know. So, again, that's why I thought this was the most polarizing line on the market. There's a lot going on. Uh, I feel
1: like Tampa Bay is in shambles right now. What do you think? I am going to tell you, gentlemen out there, Giselle Bunchkin is on the market to go out and get her, except Zach Wilson already got her. I don't know if you saw that. He He did. I saw that. You do not follow Zach Wilson on all media, Um, and we do refer to him as the MILF hunter. So, um, you know, look out for that, man. I would love to see that. That'd be awesome. And then for, you know, Brady to put 100 points on the Jets next time I play them. But Mm -hmm. um, in regards to this game, um, I agree with you about the Falcons, man. I kind of like their team. Um, They don't have a very bad defense. All these games are kind of close. They like to blow leads, you know how they do. But, um, an interesting stat here Mariota passed the ball 19 times last game against the Browns, seven completions, and they won the game. Now, you try to tell me that he's going to be able to do that and beat the Bucks. If he only throws the ball 19 times, the Bucks win by like 30. I'm sorry to say that, Harrison, because the, the Bucks have all their receivers back healthy. Um, you know, they got, um, I'm blanking on his first name. White, they're uh, white. No, no, they're a uh, second string running back. Oh, Rashad White. Rashad White uh, got in the game a little more on some passing downs. We know how Brady likes to to the running back. Um, and I, I definitely think the Bucks are going to win this game. I'm not you know big spreads are big spreads. We don't like those. Um, but I almost feel like the Bucks will win, but they'll be a little closer. Um, but we got to see it from Mariota and the Falcons because they will have to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. in order to even get close in this game. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah, so, you know, and the Bucks' stevens is great, and they're great on the ground, um, but they, ha- they have to pass the ball in this game to win. So <clears throat> it'll be a test for the Falcons um, to see if they can uh, change their game plan a little bit. I almost feel like they're not going to at first and get down big early, um, and then they're going to, you know, have to change and force it. So, um, you know, I don't know if, how they'll do scoring the ball, but they're going to have to pass the ball. I know that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, you know, you said last week he only attempted to throw the ball 19 times. The highest ceiling of attempts, passing attempts this year is 23. And that's only in passing attempts, that's not even completion. So um, it, it's just bewildering that one of the last teams in the league in terms of pass rate, over expectation, uh, they can't do that um, in this game. So um, I think it could be real ugly real quick uh, if this defense doesn't step up. And, you know, I did say they have an underrated defense, but that was because they have a lot of young talent um, who is a very, still very suspect to getting shredded. Um, I, ha- I have confidence in them, but this may not be the get-right game uh, and the upset that we're thinking uh, as much as I would like for it to be. Um, it's just strange. I'm I, As a Falcons fan, I'm ready for Desmond Ritter time. Um, I think he should have started off the season. Um, I truly don't understand why they didn't start him off the season. Mariota is clearly not the answer. Um, And and, and so I just, I'm ready for that next step in the Falcons. Uh, But I thought it was the most polarizing line. Uh, Take all of that analysis as you will. Um, But, you know, I could very well see either which way um, for this game. So next one, this was kind of a surprising line for me. Philly is playing at Arizona plus five and a half. Arizona's plus five and a half home March. dogs. Can you yeah. I'm I'm laying the official points. Like this what is are? one of my
1: official points. Oh my players. god.
0: I, I think Philly wins by seven, seventeen, you know, that within that margin. Um I, I think that this game is gonna be an onslaught. And I, I can't say this enough. Arizona is not a good football team. Their offense Cliff Kingsbury is a fake sharp. He will be fired after this season. That's like one of my flag plant statements. You know, if I'm wrong, then I will quit doing this forever. But there's no way he makes it out of this year still coaching the Arizona Cardinals. Um, Their offense is basically call up a play and then halfway through the play, then scrap it and let Kyler Murray do whatever he wants. So this and their defense is awful. I mean, you know, they did get J.J. Watt back. Uh, earlier this year, but I mean, it's still so bad. And, and that, like, they have Byron Murphy at corner, and that's about it. Um, the Phillies, Philly's gonna run all over this team. Um, and I just can't see a scenario in which Arizona wins. Uh, and so, I, I, this is why I'm leading towards the uh, Philadelphia Eagles covering that five and a half point spread. And, you know, they have the best offensive line in the league. So, uh, they could run the ball the entire game and I think be fine. So uh, official pick here from
1: me, Philly plus five and a half. What do you think? I'm so sorry. I thought. Wait, no, Philly's minus five.
0: Yeah, I was saying Arizona's plus five and a half. home. Yeah, I'm sorry.
1: I thought you were saying that Philadelphia was not favored in this game. That's why I freaked out for a second. But mm-hmm. I see that now. Um, yeah, man, this is uh, this is the most confident one I've been in all year. I mean, honest, so far, um, Arizona is not a good football team. Um, mm-hmm. And they've shown that every single game. You know, even in their – how many wins did they have? One, two. They had that comeback against the Raiders. Um, and then they won last week against the Panthers. But, no, no. Philly, Philly is definitely one of the top four teams, if not top three. Um, this year, and I'm taking this all day. Like, I don't, I don't even have anything to say about this. Um, we've seen throughout the season so far, you can't stop that offense, and Arizona has a terrible defense, and Philly has a good defense. I just, I don't even have anything to say. Um, take the, take the points now before they move because they're going to move. Yeah, yeah, I
0: agree. Cardinals are three and seven against the spread in their last ten games overall. Um, you know, it's pretty notable. Uh, I like those trends, even considering that a lot of their games have been at home. Um, So you can scrub that home field advantage, I think. It's not as important in Arizona as it is in other places. Um, And let's see, I had one on the Eagles. It was quite interesting. Uh, Eagles are 4-0 and 1 against the spread in their last five games. So um, I, I really feel good about this Eagles team, and I really feel good in the fact that I think that this Arizona Cardinals team is just not good. Um, James is banged up And they still don't have DeAndre Hopkins um, You know Eagles Like I said best offensive line in the league Really really underrated defense I like where I stand in this
1: The Eagles team points over is 27 and a half I like that too Like I'm, I'm not as confident about them just covering the five and a half. But mm-hmm. I mean Their offense has been unstoppable this year So I've, Have they scored under 27 and a half points all year? Um, that's a look Pause for intermission. They've scored 29. Oh, yeah, they scored 24 twice. Yeah, oh, the
0: 24 was against the Commanders where they scored, you know, 17 points in the first quarter. And then they slowed it down just because it was, you know, 24 nothing at one point Uh, by halftime. uh, They didn't do anything. They didn't accelerate on offense because they didn't have to. I think kind of cruise to victory, so that'll be more reliant, I think, on if the Arizona Cardinals keep up, um, where I very much see the team point total over. Um, but, but, yeah, I see where you're coming from on that angle.
1: Well, I, I, never mind, because, you know, Philly will get up 14-0 into the first quarter, and they'll run the ball the rest of the game, because so, mm-hmm. they can. So, no, never mind. Don't take, don't take that, but m- <laughs> minus five and a half, absolutely, please. Please, please, please.
0: All right, next game, Chargers at Cleveland Browns. Browns are plus three home dogs. I have to give the Browns credit. Uh, Even though they lost last week uh, to Atlanta in Atlanta, uh, they're playing great football. Uh, They have a really well-rounded team. Jacoby Brissett has surprised me in every which way. Um, He's thrown the ball a lot quicker. Uh, He's kind of commanding this offense um, unlike he has in the past. I, you know this Browns team is a is an underrated unit. And I, again, I know that they lost to Atlanta, but I think that was more of a uh, uptick to Atlanta rather than a down to the Cleveland Browns. Nick Chubb is running out of his mind, uh, leads the league in all rushing metrics. It feels like so uh, absolutely a baller there. One of the uh, it's a top three offensive line in the league. So I mean, again, really really well rounded unit against the Chargers. Uh, Herbert. On the other side of the ball, looked a lot healthier this game. He's had that rib injury. Uh, he's playing much, much better than he did the previous two weeks. Um, I think they will, might actually finally get Keenan Allen back, which will be big time. Um, they'll finally have their entire offense healthy. Uh, the only bad thing about uh, for the Chargers is that they did lose Bosa, which is such a key, uh, key factor on that defense. Um, I have to say their defense is kind of underperforming uh, in comparison to the talent that they have on that roster. So uh, not the uh, brick wall that I anticipated on them being, but uh, still a solid unit
1: nonetheless. How do you feel about this game? I just think the Browns are a good football team. I think Stefanski is a really good coach and, you know, Mm -hmm. regardless of what he has, um, they're not a team that's going to score like, you know, 40 points. Right. Um, they're just a good consistent football team with pretty good defense. Um, good O line. And, you know, I'm interested to see what happens when Watson comes back because I think, I think Jacoby Brissett is a, is a pretty good quarterback and he does exactly what's fancy asks him. Um, and you know, it's not a lot, you know, but if he has to make a play with his legs, with his arm, he'll do it. And, um, you know, I, I like the Browns, um, how they've been playing this year. Um, mm-hmm. the chargers have been disappointing, you know, injury ridden, um, <clears throat> Who's at home? Browns? Browns.
0: Yeah, here, here's here's something interesting for the Browns. Uh, Browns are 2-5 and five against the spread in their last seven home games. Um, so, you know, home field advantage seems like it uh, may not come into play too terribly much. Now that may just be a com- uh, component of a uh, tough schedule. Uh, and good teams coming at home. Obviously, they play in a very solid division. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. This Chargers team is very polarizing in itself because you know they could be one of the best teams in the league, but they they seem like they fall short all the time uh, in their expectations year in and year out. And I was hoping this would be the year that they finally come to fruition. But um, yeah, the, the Browns are at home. Uh, so they do have home field advantage. Uh, you know, plus three is quite interesting. I know a lot of people are laying Browns right now. Um, so I, I, I don't have a solid stance either which way.
1: If you if you had to pick one, which one would you roll with? I like the Chargers here, and I'm I'm you know I know I just talked with the Browns, um, but they finally opened their fucking eyes and let Austin Eckler touch the football. He had three touchdowns last week. He's such an explosive player, and it's from – it's not from plays that he creates himself, but it's, you know, it's run, it's run, and then it's like a long pass, and it's a screen. And that screen will go Mm for 40 yards, you know. And, um, you know, he's a really good football player. Um, You know, he's got that D-A-W-G in him, uh, as I like to say. He's got that dog in him. So, um, I like the the Chargers here. What you said about the Browns not playing very well at home, Um, the Chargers finally, um, you know – open their eyes um, to give it to some of their best players. Um, And can you come back? I like the Chargers here. I do.
0: Nice. Uh, Public money is 55% on the Browns, 45% on the Chargers. Um, I, I do, you know, and what's funny is now that's not indicative of how Vegas drives the Lions. The Chargers opened up as minus one and a half favorites. And so they're now, minus two and a half, minus three on some books. And even though all of the money, not all of the money, the majority of the money, only 5% majority over 50% was on the Browns. Uh, they still don't drive that number down. Um, so that's something to keep an eye out. Uh, they could have trapped a lot of people uh, into taking that plus one and a half for the Browns and then bumped it up to plus two and a half plus three um, because of Uh, some of their advanced models are lacking the chargers as well that's something to note and look at uh, for all of you interested in that kind of stuff
1: this is uh something that a lot of people probably don't think about about like um game scripts and everything but i think the browns come out and really try to establish that run um and i think they're going to um so the game could be a little bit slower um than we might expect if the browns come out and they're able to run the ball um but the chargers get down a little bit then look for them to start airing it out so could Mm -hmm. be. I mean that doesn't really say anything. That's just kind of what I how I think the game will go in the early game. Um, but either way, I still think the Chargers. Um, I don't think I'm able to get this one done.
0: Yeah, I really hope so. Um, I'm a huge Chargers truther. Uh, them and the Ravens were my two Super Bowl picks. So really need them to step up big time. Um, all right, next game, ugly game. Bears at Minnesota Vikings. Vikings minus 7. And I'm laying the official points. Vikings minus 7 here. Um, And, you know, actually I redact that statement. I'm going to put a pin in it and then come back later. Um, I do really like the Vikings to cover minus 7 here at home uh, on a Sunday afternoon where Kirk is not in primetime. So, uh, luckily we won't get primetime Kirk in this game, but I think this Bears team is just not good right now. Uh, they, you know, lowest team in terms of pass rate over expectation. And I anticipate they're going to have to throw to keep up with this Vikings team. And not like the Vikings are like truly elite on offense, but they do have a good offense, especially at home uh, with Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, KJ Osborne, Irv Smith, even. So, uh, solid unit and they're gonna have to play keep up and i think the vikings can make this ugly uh the only uh, thing here is that line opened up at minus seven or it was minus six and a half um and 81 percent of the money is on that line uh and it hasn't really driven up much so um that now there was the reason for my hesitance there uh, i may come back to twitter and take the vikings minus seven official but um but, yeah, how do you feel about this game?
1: Well, that scares me because of the public money and everything. Um, before you said that, I was just looking at it because I, I believe in the Vikings, and, you know, I, we've seen it. We've seen, them, we've seen them been able to be prolific on offense. Um, but some days they just don't have it. And they're back at home in a normal time for Kirk to play. Um, and the Bears have scored 19, 10. 23 and 12. Mm-hmm. So if the Vikings get up, if, if they get up big, I, there's no way the Bears are coming back in this game. Um, but if it's like 10-cent at halftime, I don't know. If the Vikings can be able to pull away. Um, and I know the Bears mm-hmm. are bad. Um, that's just from me watching what happens. You know, the NFL is – or all sports are freaking crazy where you never know what's going to happen. But um, yeah, I like the Vikings. I'm not putting – I'm not going minus seven. It's like six maybe but I'm, I'm staying away from this game. I, it scares me yeah. for no reason except for just like a gut feeling. Um, yeah, but the Vikings yeah. are better in all factors. I,
0: I, I was actually a huge believer in the Vikings uh, preseason. Um, you know, I, I laid a season long bet on them to have over nine wins, and it's still looking nice. Uh, but it wasn't as strong as that I thought. You know, they're still three and one, but it's been some ugly, ugly games. Um, they're not as uh prolific on offense as I anticipated, albeit they're still really good. Um, and so I, I I hope that they have like a coming out party offensively, uh, where they have that one like forty burger game. Uh they should, you know, with Justin Jefferson, Thielen, KJ Osborne and Er Smith, Galvin Cook even, Alexander Madison Jeez, you know, you have a backup running back who could be a starter just about anywhere else. So um They they should be really good and I hope they start putting stuff together and um I really do want to take the points. I might actually do it. Uh we'll put a pin in that and come back to it because Vikings at home non primetime Kirk is actually a really, really solid team. So um and you know, the the deficiencies that the Vikings have as a unit or on their defensive secondary where they have a bunch of old dudes uh who aren't as fast. They're just a bunch of big burly guys. Um but on the on the other side, the Bears don't throw the ball, so that's not a concern for them. So, uh, it's a nice matchup for the Vikings. Next game, Brendan Steelers take on the Bills. Oh, Bills are Bills are at home. They're minus fourteen point favorites. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we uh we see Kenny Pickett, man. Kenny Pickett will finally have his official start. Uh, he came in uh, late last week against the Jets. Played really well, although he did have a couple turnovers. Um, I have to say, I thought those turnovers were definitely on the receivers, uh, where they were like tiff drill balls and and stuff like that. So uh Kenny Pickett, he had he went 10 for thirteen, but uh those three incompletions were the interceptions. So um, he went thirteen for thirteen. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. He should he have he should have. but he he had a rushing touchdown too. He he kinda had that dog in him where he come in and Lead them late to uh, a late resurgence to an attempt to come back. But I'm excited. Um, I called Kenny Pickett to uh, be a starter uh, before uh, even halfway point of the season. So I'm glad that came to fruition as well. Um, I was really hoping for that because this Steelers team can be a lot better with him at the helm. There's just I mean we've seen what Trubisky can do at you know two different teams already. So uh, his time needs to be over. He just needs to be a backup uh, and nothing else. So Kenny Pickett is the future. So is George Pickens. I feel much better about him in my fantasy leagues as well. So, But I digress. Talking about the point spread, I mentioned earlier that I don't like taking point spreads that are larger than a touchdown. And I think that still might hold true because 14 points is a lot of points. Um, I do know that the Bills are at home, so that heavily favors them. Uh, If this game was in Pittsburgh, I I would definitely be laying Pittsburgh plus 14. But, you know, we've seen what the Bills have been able to do, uh, especially to a team like the Titans, where they boat raced them and won 42 to 7. But, you know, this could be a rejuvenated Steelers squad. They're motivated. They still have a respectable defense. And I think they could actually hold on to plus 14. What do you think?
1: Kenny Pickett is going to be a darling in Pittsburgh. He was born in Pittsburgh, went to the University of Pittsburgh and is now a Pittsburgh Steeler. They need him. They yeah. need him. Okay. And this is I I am been waiting for this all season and I'm so excited to be able to see him in a full game. I think he's a really good quarterback. And you know, rookie quarterbacks um never will really play well. I believe in Peyton Manning's first NFL game with your five picks. And I I think I think that was right. he think five picks in his first NFL game. Um So, you know, he's going to struggle, you know, early. And I don't think he'll be um, the player he can be until next year. Um, But give me plus 14 all day. Mm -hmm. Give it to me. I might have to agree with you, man. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm not going to let you talk. The Steelers have a very good defense, as they always do. And I want to emphasize that um, TJ Watt is amazing, and they still don't have him back because he tore his pec. but and it's it's different when he's not on the field. It really is. But Steelers secondary played very very well. Um, you know they're playing Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, um, all those great players, and the Bills defense is very good. But give me plus fourteen all day, all day. That that, that spread is way too high for any NFL game. Um, yeah.
0: So he, the, here's how it, the lines opened as Bills minus nine and a half, and. It is now minus 14 for the Bills, but here's how the numbers look. 50% of the money is on the Steelers, and so that's interesting because what I think is going on is that it opened up as 9.5-point favorite, and then the public kind of drove it up a little bit to plus 14, but then you're seeing this reversion to um, now the majority of the money is on the Steelers. And so we're seeing this interesting dynamic where if you see trends like that, um, you know, maybe maybe Vegas doesn't know for sure uh where exactly they should stand in this game. And so uh this is one of those prime examples of like you could really take advantage of of Vegas and their uncertainty and those models that they have. Um and so I I think I'm gonna have to personally take Steelers plus Fourteen as well. I, I think, you know, it's hard for me to get on board with a point spread again that's over a touchdown, um, let alone two touchdowns. So I hope the Steelers come out motivated, a little more juiced up, and you know the Steelers burned me once in the past uh, in a loss against the Patriots, but that was a Mitch Trubisky-led team. I have uh, new faith in Kenny Pickett, so
1: I'm gonna ride with you, man. I really like that pick. This is nothing that I have heard from anybody. Y'all know I'm not a numbers guy. Um, I just like just watch a game and I I base it off what I see. But um, the. I, for one, think George Pickens hates Mitch Trubisky. He was so frustrated all season, and I believe he had five targets with Mm Pickens in the game out of the the 13 attempts. So they need to get him the ball. He is a very, very good receiver. I don't care what anybody says. Um, And with Deontay Johnson still being, um, you know, he's not the best ever, but I'd say he's in his prime right now. Um, I really, really, really like the Steelers in this game and the Steelers the rest of the season to play better than they have been because I I, I was fine with Trubisky at the beginning of the year, but he just can't get it done. And Mike Tomlin's a Hall of, Hall of Fame coach, and now that he's got his new boy in there, it's time to go. It's time to go. Yeah. Give me plus and, and here Here's the thing. People don't realize this, too. You
0: know, they... Bills are still missing Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, the two of their best defensive backs in the secondary. And so if Kenny Pickett is even, you know a little bit better of a passer than Mitch Trubisky, then he could really expose some of the holes in the secondary. He just has to make sure he can handle all of the pressure that the Bills' defense can get on a QB at any given moment with Vaughn Miller and Ed Oliver. Um, And so I think that if he can come out and start slinging the ball and take advantage of the defensive secondary, we see a close game. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping that, uh, that comes to fruition as well. Big Kenny Pickett fan. Uh, and I want nothing but the best for him.
1: Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't think the Steelers are going to win. I hope Not, so. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going mean, to win, but it's, uh, right? it's going to be close. It's going to be, I mean, he is like, he's going to be so fired up. And when he took off for the goal line, Pickett, when he took off for the goal line, like there was no way anybody was going to stop him. He was on a mission, to get across that line. And that's just the kind of guy. he is. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Um, I think that should be a, a pretty good game, actually. So um, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, Vegas
0: models, they can't account for a QB. Uh, he's played, you know, one half of football. That's a, That adds a lot of uncertainty to those statistical models. So uh, food for thought there for anybody out there who's into that kind of stuff, as I am. Next game, Cowboys at Rams. Rams are minus five and a half point favorites. They're at home. But the Rams look like dog shit right now. And ca- the Cooper Rush Cowboys are hot, man. They're undefeated with Cooper Rush at QB right now. Uh, I think this is actual, actually his first real test in terms of uh, defensive units that he's been facing. But minus five and a half after the Rams just gave up a pretty ugly loss to a 49ers team who, albeit they have a really good defense, their offense is still kind of meh. Um, but how do you feel about this game? Was it five minus five and a half for the Rams?
1: Hey man, the Rams, the Rams don't look like the Rams of last year at all. I know that their offensive line is worse, um, but Stafford just looks like a different person than he did last year. You know, he wanted to get a Super Bowl and he did, um, but he won't throw to the ball um, to anyone that's not Caucasian. And the only two Caucasians on that team are Tyler Higby and Cooper Cup. So um, hey, hey, don't you know. don't forget uh, Ben Scrohnick. Oh, I'm it. so sorry. Ben Scournick. That, that's my fault. Um, but no, man. I don't like immediately when you tell me that without thinking about anything. I like that. the Cowboys have played damn good. And I don't, I never think they should be. Um, their defense is fine. It's nothing to write, to write about. It's, it's not their bad. The Cowboys, actually,
0: yeah. here's an interesting, crazy thought. They lead the league in QB pressures and sacks.
1: Michael Parsons,
0: man. Mm hmm. So, and we just saw how poor the, um, almost said St. Louis Rams. Wow, that's bad. The L.A. Rams. We saw how poor that that offensive line held up under pressure. I mean, I felt like the 49ers were in the backfield every passing play um, when Stafford was dropping back. So, I really am uh, interested in Cowboys plus five and a half. I think that uh, may be a little too juiced. Uh, should be like a plus three and a half. Plus four and a half for the boys, um, but I think that this is an interesting matchup considering the O line D line situation. Um, the Cowboys were supposed to have a not good offensive line, but they've actually performed good. well. Yeah, they've performed well above expectation. And the guy that stepped in for Tyrone Smith, who really? everybody thought, yeah, he's solid. He is, he's is like, really like, good. Really solid. Um he's the blind side tackle, and uh, Cooper Rush has zero blind side sacks in the past three games. So uh, that's big time uh, for the Cowboys. And um, this will be, you know, again, Cooper Rush's first real defensive unit test. But I'm feeling good. I think they can hang and they can be one of those grinder games where it's like a field goal outcome. um may have to take Cowboys plus five and a half.
1: yeah, that uh, that line really stands out to me. We're gonna on this show, we're going to start something new. We're at the end. I'm going to have my three best spread picks, and you're going to do yours because we need to do that. I'm putting all my money on beating LSU this week, so hopefully I don't lose all my money so I can hit them. Yeah. <laughs> going forward, I'm taking all of those. Um, I'm doing it because, I mean, they're standing out to me now. Like, the beginning of the season, you don't really know. Um, but just watching teams and how they're playing and, you know, home mm-hmm. teams. I mean, I, we're doing that starting today. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I, I like the Cowboys in this game to cover that. I think the Cowboys might win this game. Um, yeah. I really do. I mean, the Cowboys are playing. They don't stand out statistically, really, in in like yardages or anything. But their defense is good. Their O line's good, and they just get it done. So, um, yeah, I like. I love the Cowboys plus five and a half.
0: Love it. All right, let's talk about America's team. Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions go to New England. Uh, New England is minus three home favorites. Um, interesting situation. They just hung. They hung in tight with the Packers last week. Everybody thought the Packers were going to blow them out. Um, I, I, you know, I'm impressed that they had a third string QB keep up with them. But I will say, I, I've said it on the show multiple times. I don't think the Packers are as good as everybody thinks they are. Everybody has them as like number six in the power rankings. Um, oh. I just don't see that. I don't see it, and um, I think they're going to get exposed later on in the season. Uh, they do have a solid defense, but um, I think it really on, only shows up at, at home, uh, in home games. Um, they did play well against the Bucks last week, but uh, nonetheless, uh, they they let a guy named Bailey Zappy, third-string QB out of Western Kentucky, uh, kind of deal on them uh, last minute, so uh, they got lucky with the win there, but Uh, New England, tough loss for them, all things considered. I still don't think Mac Jones plays this week. Uh, I could be wrong, though. Um, We will see. But I think the Detroit Lions are finally going to get Amon Ra St. Brown back, uh, which is big time, although we have seen that they can still obviously put up numbers without their two best offensive players in Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift. I I don't anticipate DeAndre Swift coming back, um, but I do – anticipate a Monroe coming back. This line opened up as plus six and a half. It's all the way down to plus three. Um, I don't think the public drove it down necessarily. It's 55% money on the Lions, 45% on the Patriots. Um, I think people just wanted to trap, I think Vegas may have just wanted to trap some early line bettors uh, in that plus six and a half, uh, minus six and a half for the Patriots early on. So they moved it.
1: How do you feel about this game? I'm gonna preface this with a uh, fantasy football um I'll talk. Every single the Lions average 35 points a game. The Lions average giving up 35 points a game. If you don't play Lions players when there's injuries or opposing team players in your fantasy football leagues, you have to. Like I'm just gonna, I'm I'm about to blindly just throw freaking whoever and the on on those things because. Lions are America's America's team, and they are my team because they are so fun to watch. Um, uh, You know, getting Amon-Ra back is um, is pretty big. Um, I would expect um, Hawkinson to come down to earth (laughs) after having like um, 150 yards and like (laughs) three head, but that was because Amon-Ra was out because you know Golf loves throwing to the intermediate guy, and that's tight ends, that's slot receivers. So, um, so anyway. Back to what we're doing. Um, the Patriots, honestly, like they're they not a good team, but they have scored points on teams and kept it close in almost all their games. 20-7, 17-14, 37-26, 27-24. And I don't like them, and I don't care who um, they put in there. Is Mac, can Mac be back? Is he close?
0: He, or? Can, he can be back, but I would be surprised if he came back considering that it was a high ankle sprain uh, and that typically requires like a minimum four weeks. But, you know, with QBs it can be a little different because they require less mobility, especially in a guy like Mac Jones, who is clearly not going out there and going to rush his way into uh, victory. So um, I, he probably could, but I would be surprised if he did, uh, especially considering Bailey Zappi's, uh, you know, partial success in the Green Bay game. He did throw a touchdown, uh, had some interesting drives. But yeah, I, I wouldn't anticipate on that Jones.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't like this spread. Um three points, like strictly because we've seen the Lions be able to put fireworks as well as completely not even put a defense on the field. Um mm. and I know what you're saying about the Patriots keeping it close with the Packers, which you don't really believe is a great team, which I would have to agree with you. I just I don't I don't see any lane whatsoever on this one in my opinion. Um, I agree. The only bad thing is is like New England is at home, so that helps them
0: tremendously. Um, and that kind of just is a turnoff for me in terms of wanting to bet either which way in this game.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm not no. This is one of those where I just boop, scroll right up, let me look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I will be looking out for both Damian Harris and Ramanje Stevenson props. Considering the state of this Lions defense, um, I think you can catch one of those uh, props uh, with some positive EV. So uh, be on the lookout on Twitter for those. I will be jumping into those um, if they land out for us. All right, last game I wanted to talk about Seahawks playing really well. They're at New uh, New Orleans Saints. Saints are minus five and a half home favorites, and after you know what we just saw, potentially Jameis still being out, potential um, Mike Thomas still being out, and even Alvin Kamara, he could be out this uh, week as well. You know, we could see um, one, two, or all of those guys uh, sitting out this game as well. And a Andy Dalton led Saints team, I kind of think home field advantage is baked into this line a little bit. Uh, Saints do have a really, really solid home field advantage. Uh, they're definitely one of the top third in terms of uh, home crowd uh, and attendance. Now, Seahawks playing out of their minds. Geno Smith, you know, one of those takes at the beginning of the season where you know I got a lot, I got a lot right, but I got a lot wrong. And Geno Smith and the Seahawks was one that I got wrong. Um, he's playing really well, and. Uh, Seahawks are playing really well. Just in
1: general, uh, how do you feel
0: about this game?
1: Gino has been really. I mean, I didn't expect that, um, but he has been a perfect system quarterback for that team, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to do a, a bunch of things super spectacular on his own, um, but he's doing exactly what Pete Carroll's asking him, and Pete Carroll is letting him throw the ball a little bit too, and he's been extremely accurate with it. Doesn't he lead in uh, completion percentage?
0: Yep, leads the league in completion percentage, although I think he's, like, one of the league worst in terms of uh, average yard per um, play. Like, he doesn't stretch the field. It's check downs, check downs, check downs, which is fine. Like You know, you have guys like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and, you know, some of those guys can run after the catch and be totally fine.
1: I mean, you do what you can. You, you you know, play the best you can with the cards you've been dealt, and that's not a very good team. Um, O-line's not very good defense not very mm-hmm. good. Um, do something I do have to say is I've always been a big fan of Rashad Penny. You know, he's had some, um, um, unlucky breaks. I just think he's a good football player and he's still, how old is he? 25. He's still pretty young, explosive. Maybe he's a little older than that, but, um, you know, and he's never had a good offensive line to run behind. Um, mm-hmm. but I think he's been playing great. Um, and, you know, getting Kenneth Walker mixed in a little bit. Um, you know, I think mm, I don't like this one either.
0: Yeah, um, public is on the Seahawks heavy. They're 65% on the Seahawks. Um, now, the opening line was plus six for the Seahawks. It's dropped down to plus five and a half, even though the majority of the public is on Seahawks. So uh, interesting sight there. Um, but yeah, public is definitely on the Seahawks
1: here. The Saints are better with Andy Dalton. You think? I think so. James is just too too much of a wild card, um, and you know sure. they haven't had their full team at all. Um, you know, Kamara not playing, um, so I don't like it. I'm gonna stay away. If there, was, if there was a gun to my head, I would take the Seahawks. Um, if there was a if the spread was like three, and there was a gun to my head, I just let him shoot me because I I couldn't tell you.
0: Um, yeah, this is a very arbitrary game, arbitrary spread. Yeah, I like Uh, it. I may have to uh, opt out of this one completely. Um, Just one of those where uh, I like to talk about and see if we can uh, get in any sort of uh, rabbit hole and matchup analysis, but there's just nothing here considering that uh, Saints are really banged up. Seahawks are going into New Orleans. Uh, Just not a... You can't really simulate... um, some accurate outcomes for this game. So I will be personally staying away from this game if possible and only checking uh, props.
1: One thing I will say is the saints did just have to travel to London and travel back. Um, and, you know, I don't know how much of a toll that takes on a team, but I would have to expect it would take more, more of a toll than just going to a road game and coming back. Um, yeah. so, you know, I mean the fact that they had to do all that travel in, in a week um, and they're back, they are at home, but, um, I think that gives the Seahawks a better chance also. Um, and the way they've been playing is – it's been all right. So yeah. I like Seahawks better, but still, I'm staying away. All right.
0: Well, that wraps it up for the slate that I wanted to discuss for today. Um, a lot of fun games. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Brendan, lay out your three best picks for this week. What do you got?
1: Okay. Three best picks on the week. Steelers, plus 14 where are they um eagles minus five and cowboys plus five and a half bam
0: i will have to lay those with you as well uh, and potentially attack on vikings minus seven uh given some more circumstances all right that wraps it up for the show please give us a five-star rating and review we would greatly appreciate that follow us on twitter where you can see any updates um or changes, you can also find the spreadsheet to our picks there as well. Um uh, reach out to us, you know, have a little fun. Uh we're here. Um would love to hear from all of you guys and we hope to talk to you guys next week.
1: I'll see you in Death Valley, Harrison. Let's go.